PFF NFL Daily today discussing the Indianapolis Colts after what, well, it was mostly a dominant win over the New York Jets, although they let them back into it at the end. But the Colts with a big Thursday night football win. And so now we're going to debate their uh, their playoff hopes here, Sam, right? It's this this Colts roller coaster right now. They're four and five here, nine weeks here in week nine. And uh, we thought the Colts were a playoff team, but, you know, do they still have a shot here in this wide open AFC despite being under 500 right now? Yeah, absolutely. Um, we saw the graphic. They, they threw it up on the Fox broadcast uh, last night and the game. They're officially in the hunt, Steve. And that means that means they're right in there. Everybody's um, in the hunt, Sam. Everybody <laughs> is in the except the Jets are certainly not in the hunt. Yeah, most of the AFC is certainly in the hunt. So that certainly aids their cause. Um, the other thing that aids their cause is that they'll probably get to 500 next week. They play the Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, so 500, then they have a run of a couple of games to get a little bit more tricky. After that, they have Buffalo, Tampa Bay, but then they they end it with a reasonable run. So um, according to PFF's power rankings, which you can find on the website, we have them with the 27th most difficult schedule from here on in. Now that includes last night's game, um, but still, like they have a beneficial schedule. The Tennessee Titans obviously are missing Derrick Henry. They may falter somewhere along the way. I think the division is probably out of reach just because they've already been swept by the Titans, so they would need to completely overhaul them. But I think that wild card spot. You know, the the last wild card spot potentially is definitely still up for grabs. Yeah, and the other number right there is the twenty two percent. They had a twenty two percent chance of making the playoffs before that game, also right over there at pff.com. So that number's gonna go up. And as you mentioned, you know, with with the Jaguars on the schedule again, with the Texans, uh, and you know, how many wins is it gonna take to, you know, to to get in in the AFC? There's no real dominant team from a record standpoint at this point you've got the titans sitting atop but you know again they could uh, they could lose to the rams this weekend we could have uh everybody in the afc with four five six losses meaning there might be a nine win team that could sneak in on the back end so the colts are they're in the mix you mentioned those tough games they're gonna have to have an upset at some point though probably right i mean they're gonna have to have you know beat the bills beat the bucks beat one of the the patriots are a tough team that they have to play down the road the raiders which will have playoff implications. But I think with the Colts, what you saw last night, I know it was the Jets, and the Jets have been just awful defensively, especially in recent weeks here. But when you talk about that offensive line, which was supposed to be a strength, yeah. leading to nine yards per carry last night, Carson Wentz, he's had a bit of, you know, some ups and downs, but overall he's played he's played solid football outside of two games. Uh, the pieces and elements are there for the Colts. I do have concerns about their defense, though, Sam. The defense had been... Uh, just a, a really a, a defense that just kind of like made you earn it as far as, you know, underneath stuff or make you earn those big plays. That has not been their M.O. this year. So that'd be my concern as far as the Colts for the rest of the season here. Yeah, getting that offensive line back is huge. I mean, we were saying all the way through the first half of the season that they hadn't had the starting five offensive linemen together at the same time. And if that ever happens, we will see a different Colts offense. So potentially down the stretch, that's what we're going to see. You know, one an offensive line that I think we ranked second on paper heading into the season. Um, it, they could have a top three offensive line again for the second half of the year. That would be absolutely huge for the kind of offense they want to run. The other thing I think that does uh, stand in their favor is if you look at a lot of the teams ahead of them in the current AFC playoff picture, a lot of them have really tough run run uh, schedules from here on in. Um, the 
Baltimore Ravens have the fifth hardest. The ba- uh, the Bengals have the third hardest. Um, Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs have the sixth hardest. Um, the the Browns, the Steelers are both top twelve. The Patriots are thirteenth. Like basically every team that's in this playoff picture, along with the Colts, has a significantly more difficult schedule um, than they do. So I think they're they're well positioned to pick up a couple of games over some of the teams that are ahead of them right now. You know what this all feels like, Sam? Remember a couple of years ago when we would we would talk about this this world after Brady and Breeze and Rodgers and even Peyton and all that stuff. After those guys are gone, even though Brady's still here, Rodgers still here, but after those guys are gone and we've seen some of them retire, that the NFL because there was no set dominant three or four quarterbacks that it'd be wide open. And now that Mahomes has come back down to earth this year, is that what the AFC is right now? Right, there's no clear-cut top quarterback that's just dominant, way better than everyone else in the AFC. Derek Carr is the highest-graded quarterback in the AFC right now. Josh Allen's the highest-graded quarterback in the AFC over the last two years. But this is it, Lamar Jackson's two years removed from being the MVP. It's wide open because it starts at the top. There's no dominant quarterback or two, and I think it's fun, man. I think it's fun not really knowing what's going to happen in the AFC and and having. Uh, you know, no clear cut one or two teams at the top. So we can talk about the Colts at four and five being in the playoff picture. Yeah, it's definitely a pretty chaotic right now. And honestly, it's it's more fun. Like the the idea that the Chiefs have faltered, opened the door for everybody. Um, and all of a sudden, the, the conference as a whole is absolute madness, including the Chiefs still being in it. Like as much as they faltered and they're, they're nowhere near where we expected them to be, they're still in, in the hunt. NFL fans hungry for a big win this week? Well, DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. They got you covered. New customers can bet just $5 on any NFL team to win their game. And if they do, you win $200 in free bets. I would have bet on the Colts last night. If Sportsbook isn't available yet in your state, DraftKings won't leave you empty-handed. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports Contests. And DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code PFF. Bet just $5 on any NFL team to win their game and win $200 in free bets. If they win, you win with promo code PFF this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit, $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Yeah, the AFC just feels a little different than the NFC. All those teams that have one or two losses in the NFC, other than the Saints, a little bit more QB-driven on that side. Not that the AFC's not. It's just, again, Mahomes has come back down to earth. Lamar's been up and down. Josh Allen getting back to where he was. Ryan Tannehill depends on Derrick Henry. You know, it's just it's just feels a little different in the AFC this year. Yeah, it's interesting. I've just kind of sketched out what I think that they will go down the stretch with the schedule Perfect. that the Colts have. Um, they'll get back to 500 with, with the Jacksonville game. Yep. Then I, th- I would say they probably lose at Buffalo, lose to Tampa Bay, beat Houston. I think they'll beat New England. Then they've got the two games that make or break the season at Arizona and then against the Las Vegas Raiders. Um, If they drop both of those, they're going to be one game below 500 because they finish with Jacksonville. If they win both of them, they'll be one game above 500. And if they split it, you know, you you can do the math. Um, But that's their like, that's their season right there is the Arizona game, the, the Raiders game, or if, you know, they can manage to pull an upset against Buffalo or against Tampa Bay. But as relatively beneficial as that schedule is in terms of teams like Jacksonville, Houston, um, and like those, those are the games they need to win. 
Yeah, and again, I think I think they're capable. You know, I, I, I've said this a few times too. They're if they do miss the playoffs by a game, the Colts are going to look back at that game against the Ravens. Monday Night Football. They're up twenty-two to three. End up losing thirty-one to twenty-five in overtime. And it, and here's the the funny thing: when you're watching that Jets game, if you stuck around watching that Jets game last night, Josh Johnson threw for over three hundred yards in a relief effort where it was like, oh, they were just yeah, you know, they're playing prevent defense, right? The Colts are just letting them move the ball. They're just letting them move. But that's what happened against the Ravens. Lamar missed like six passes the entire game, six incompletions, and they just moved it over and over and over again all the way down the field. So it wasn't this prevent situation. That's my concern is this Colts defense playing like that. They need to play better. And I think they might look back at that Ravens game and say, okay, that was the big missed opportunity. We needed to seal the deal that particular game and, and not blow it. So I mean, also, uh, the, the biggest missed opportunity they've had was last week against the, the Titans. Like, they true. blew that second game, which not only would have kept them in a, in a better playoff picture, but would have kept them in the division race, particularly now with Tennessee losing Derrick Henry and suddenly their entire offense is up in the air. They're probably going to go and lose to the Rams this week. Like, the Colts... <laughs> the Colts are like one ridiculous Carson Wentz brain aneurysm in the end zone away from stealing a game against the, the Titans and being like immediately right back in the race for the division. To finish on a positive note for the Colts, here's what I like, though. My big concern coming into the season was playmakers. I think we're starting to see Michael Pittman really emerge as a true number one, uh, you know, possession plus type of receiver that can make plays down the field. We see Naheem Hines making plays out of the backfield. He could play receiver. He could play running back. He was fast last night, creating big plays. And then Jonathan Taylor, another guy that just creates big plays, especially behind that run blocking, a great fit right there for the Colts. And lastly, um, T.Y. Hilton, who came back briefly, got concussed, and has missed, missed time since. But once he gets back into the lineup, he did look like he would make an immediate impact on that offense as a whole. So if they get him back as well, then yeah, I think that offense does have playmakers. So the bottom line is the Colts have a small margin of error. Got to take care of business in the games they're supposed to win. Pull an upset or two, and the Colts are right back in that playoff picture in the AFC. It's the PFF NFL Daily.